definitely human. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. You're listening to The Bunker, episode twelve, the final episode of the series. If you're new to the show, we recommend starting at the beginning with episode one. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by living a rich and fulfilling life with an open heart and no regrets. Or just rate and review the bunker on iTunes. That would be great too. Rise and shine! It's Monday, twenty to six, winter twenty four fourteen, and the weather outside is balmy. I'm Tom, the wasteland's best and only remaining radio host, and this, this is the bunker, a radio show for the post-apocalypse generation. Yep. So, Tom, how's the traffic looking out there? Well, the wasteland is very quiet today, Tom. It's almost as if I'm all alone in the world, trapped down here in my metal coffin, too stubborn to die, too cowardly to live. <laughs> Coming up on today's show: isolation, desperation, existential horror, and madness. Plus, nice music and an interview from the 21st century. But first, an agonizingly appropriate today's topic: endings. Strike and laughs the day away It's colder than the 
deep as black as recesses of space As the icicle-clad corpse of God floats listlessly away It's colder than those sentient machines of loving grace That will inevitably assume control of us someday It's colder than Captain Scott's final journal entry Frost-speckling his beard as he crunches through frozen tea It's colder than the uncaring music industry That chewed me up and spat me out when I You're listening to The Bunker, coordinates 51.081 degrees north, 0.0878 degrees west. If you're out there, save me! Somebody save me from this awful existence! God, I'm so alone. They left me. They left me alone! (laughs) No, no. Pull yourself together, Tom. Come on, you can do this. So, what have I been up to, listeners? I certainly haven't been sitting here crying for the last month. (laughs) I've actually decided to spruce up the place with a bit of light cleaning. At the moment, I'm trying to fix this coffee machine, which David smashed to pieces in a fit of rage a couple of months back. (sighs) Ah, David. Long-time listeners will probably remember my co-hosts, the two Davids. Where are they now? Gone! Lost! Beneath the earth somewhere, Dave on a doomed quest to find a subterranean paradise and David on an equally doomed quest to rescue him. I haven't heard anything from either of them for weeks. For all I know, they're both dead. Oh God, they're dead. They're dead. I just know it. I'm alone. I'm all alone. Hi, Tom. David! David, is that you? Yes. I'm in some kind of military base, probably built around the late 22nd century. Before that, it might have been a catacomb. Now it's all metal girders and control panels, although there is something odd about this place, something I can't quite put my finger on. It's so good to hear your voice again. David, are you okay? 
Are you safe? Yeah, fine, fine. Dave has been pretty easy to track. I've just been following the chewing gum trail. He likes his gum. But I can't seem to catch up with him or the others. I don't know what Kevin's plan is here. I, I assumed he kidnapped Dave so that he could lure me down here, but if that's the case, why hasn't he tried to kill me yet? Where is he leading me? Or are we going in circles? Is he stalling while he comes up with a proper plan? <sighs> anyway, this place is in pretty bad shape. There's water dripping from the ceiling. None of the lights work, so it's difficult to see. And the floor, the floor is covered with these strange lumps. What is that? It's kind of squidgy. Oh, it's a corpse. They're all corpses. Oh god! Oh god, be careful down there, David. Don't do anything stupid. Don't worry, Tom. Everything's fine. I'm just going to check out this genetic mutation research and testing facility. Okay, what do we have here? More weird-looking machines, cages, glass tubes full of colored liquids, and strange blobs of matter. I can hardly see by the light of this candle. Whoa! What? David! David, are you there? Yeah, but the floor isn't. <laughs> There's just a big hole in the middle of the room. Hold on, Tom. I'm gonna have to climb down. Well, I'm glad you're right, David. And I'm glad we're communicating again. I hate being alone! It's horrible, David! It's exactly as bad as I always feared! It's like... Tom? Hello? You still there, mate? Huh. Well, in case you can still hear me, Tom, I've climbed down into some kind of chamber filled with large pods. Again, there's something not quite right about all this. Perhaps it's the cardboard cutouts of space aliens, or the vending machines, or the large sign on the wall that reads VR Room in shiny lettering. But wait. These pods, they... They kind of look like... Ha! <laughs> yes! They're simulation pods. My god, these things can recreate whole worlds down to the smallest detail. When you're inside the pods, you, you literally can't tell the difference between the virtual world and the real one. Wait a minute. Do they? Could they? Yes. Yes! There's a simulation for 23rd century suburbia. I could get in one and and relive the best years of my life. <laughs> what am I doing? Wasting time in this nightmarish reality when I could be blissfully ignorant, living in my own little memory bubble. I could have a home again. I could have a beautiful garden of neatly trimmed grass, neighbors to ignore, a boring job, a family. I could have it all back again. I mean, of course, it would just be a dream, but that's good enough for me. Oh God, it's working. It's... <laughs> of course, it's broken. Malfunctioned long ago. Looks like it was occupied too. Whoever they were, now they're just lumpy soup. <laughs> they're all broken. Everyone's dead. It's never coming back, is it? It's never coming back. <laughs> Hands where I can see them, stranger. Oh, bollocks. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. What are you doing here? Uh, I'm a tourist? Please, lower your weapons. I'm unarmed. 
Oh, really? So what's this then? That is, uh, that's a camera? It was a rhetorical question, stranger. I can clearly see it's a pistol. So, as far as first impressions go, you're not doing very well, are you? What's your name? My name's David. David from The Bunker, uh, the Wasteland's hottest frequency. Oh my god! David! What on earth are you doing down here? Oh, just passing through. So I take it you're a fan of the show. Don't you recognize my voice? It's me, Gertrude. Uh, okay. From the archaeology segment of the show. Oh, great! I'm the one who saved Tom's life. Oh, great. So, what are you really doing down here? I'm looking for Dave. He's been seduced by a charismatic but ultimately villainous pirate who is secretly an old enemy of the bunker called Kevin into searching for a magical and undoubtedly fictitious subterranean Eden. I am genuinely sorry I asked. Do you have any idea as to Dave's whereabouts? I can track him. I know he came this way. But I'm always one step behind. All right, then. So we better get a move on. What? What do you mean, we? I mean, you and I. I'm going to help you, David. Help me? Yes, that's what people do. Really? How strange. Edward Bernays is perhaps the most influential person of the 20th century that you've never heard of. Bernays was born in Austria in the 1890s, nephew of the great Sigmund Freud. But it was in America, as a young man, where he would combine the principles of psychoanalysis, propaganda, and marketing to explicitly try to control a population. During the First World War, Bernays worked for the American Committee of Public Information, where he produced propaganda to support the war effort. He was stunned by how effective the slogans he produced were. After the war, he considered whether the principles of propaganda could be applied in peacetime. So he took what he had experienced, got rid of the name propaganda, and invented public relations as we now know it. Its goal was to mold opinions in what he called engineering of consent. As Bernays put it, if we understand the mechanism and motives of the group mind, is it not possible to control and regiment the masses according to our will without their knowing it? So, how do you control the masses? You could give them what they want, but that's very hard. Much easier is to get them to want what you have to give. Mold their opinions. For example, in the late 20s, Bernays was hired by the American tobacco company to get more women to smoke. This was taboo at the time, leaving 50% of the potential market untapped. Bernays achieved his goal by associating smoking with female emancipation, branding the cigarettes torches of freedom, and paying young debutantes to light up during the much-publicized New York Easter Parade. What's more, he convinced the public this was real, politically driven news. Women all over the country lit up in solidarity, and tobacco sales soared. With the ability to manipulate people to create demand, the capitalist, consumerist rocket was able to soar to new heights. 
People like Bernays concocted events and slogans and stunts, creating stories, offering the man and woman in the street the chance to star in their very own fantasy. All they need is to buy the right shoes. But Bernays was not interested in just making a few bucks. At the core of Bernays' philosophy was a belief that the animal urges that drive humans are dangerous and need to be managed. People couldn't be trusted, especially in a democracy. They needed guidance, and a few people with special insight and the right ideas, such as Bernays, would be the ones to guide them. As he said, we are governed, our minds are molded, our tastes are formed, our ideas suggested, largely by men we have never heard of. This is a logical result of the way in which our democratic society is organized. Vast numbers of human beings must cooperate in this manner if they are to live together as a smoothly functioning society. Fundamentally, he believed in enlightened despotism, as his daughter put it. So, the man responsible for making people want those new trainers, that new phone, a diamond engagement ring, did it all to keep them in a box, to subdue any anger, to tame them. Of course, this only applies to the masses. You're too smart to fall for it. That was something interesting from our edutainment vault. Hope you enjoyed that, listeners. But more than that, I hope you learned something. But more than that, I hope it vaguely distracted you for a few precious moments from the awful, overwhelming horror of your existence. Talking of distractions, I have finished fixing the coffee machine. I've even managed to get it talking again. Hello there, Colonel Coffee. Well, howdy, Thomas. Top of the morning to you. You look Son, would you like a nice hot cup of coffee? Clear away some of them cobwebs, hmm? Ooh, I'd love one. Here you go, pal. One pot of steaming black gold, guaranteed to perk you up a bit. Oh, cheers. Not a problem. You go right ahead and carry on with the show. I'll be here if you need me. Oh, thanks, Colonel Coffee. Oh, right. Coming up, I'll be trying to tune into David's progress again. Uh, And we've got an interview. But first, music!
down here. This is Emma Sterling for the Bunker News. I'm sitting in a large, brightly coloured plastic boat, which is drifting slowly along a river, the Lazy River, according to our map, somewhere deep beneath the surface of the earth. I'm here with a crew of six other individuals on an expedition to a mysterious tropical paradise full of treasure, a place that certainly sounds almost too good to be true. Joining me today is Father Prognelipot. Blessings. Blessings for everyone. Get them while they're hot, listeners. Uh, yes, and Fred the sports guy. Happy to be here, Emma. And I'd just like to say, we're not here to lose. We may not have found the island yet, but we're closer than we were yesterday, and that's what matters. Right. I'm also joined by Bill, an elaborately tattooed gentleman. Hello. And Ben, who has an eye patch. Hello. And then there's the bunker's very own Dave, who last month abandoned the only people in the world who truly care about him to chase a dream. Dave, how are you feeling? Yeah, I think I'm going to be sick again. Yes, boat travel is very peculiar, isn't it? I think it's the rocking back and forth that's making you nauseous, Dave. The ceaseless back and forth and back and forth. Oh, God. The captain of this vessel is, of course, William Henley, the jovial, charismatic leader of our expedition. Batten down the hatches, lads. BC's coming in hard and fast, and we're full to the gunwales with passengers. This ain't gonna be plain sailing, folks, no, sir. We're between the devil and the deep blue sea. Wow, I have no idea what any of that meant, but it sounded exciting. Monsters? In the water! Oh shit, look out! Shango's drum! What are those things? They're like terror personified. Oh my god! I lack the vocabulary to appropriately describe just how horrible they are! Nobody panic! We can kill these bastards, right Dave? We're all gonna die! Eventually yes, but not today. Tiny purple tentacles are bubbling out of the Black River and wrapping around our little plastic boat. Bill and Ben are hacking and slashing at the water while the heroic and dashing Captain Henley slices off tentacle after tentacle with his shining blade. Meanwhile, Father Prog is doing his best with one of the oars and Fred the sports guy is being dragged by his leg into the water. Somebody help me! I'm too good to go down! Yes, there he goes, feet first into the weight. Dave has grabbed Fred by the hand and is attempting to pull him back onto the raft. It's still all to play for. Oh God, not like this. Don't let me die like this. Somebody help me, somebody. And Dave is now desperately calling for aid. If only there was somebody free. Ah, here comes Prog and he's plunging one of the oars into the water, presumably hitting the creature in the head. The tentacles have released Fred and disappeared into the dark water. I think we're safe. I'm alive. I'm alive. Praise be. Yeah, thanks for your help, Anna. Don't mention it, Dave. I know how important this coverage is to your listeners. Dave, my boy, that was incredible. You showed true bravery back there. I... I did? Oh, aye, yes, indeed. You are a genuine hero, my lad. Me? Yes, you. Now look here. This is the map to the island. You can see we're getting close. Is that it? 
tropical gorge? Is that our destination? That's it. Currently, we're on the lazy river that's here. Now, things are going to get a little bumpy rather soon. But should we survive, we'll find ourselves here at the Crystal Cave. From there, it's a relatively short, if somewhat dangerous, trek on foot to the labyrinth. And beyond that, treasure. How did you come into possession of this map, Captain? Well, actually, it were my grandfather's. He was a, a pirate. A pirate? Seriously? Oh, I yes. <coughs> anyway, I just wanted to say, I have no doubt that you will be an invaluable member of my crew, Dave. Really? Truth be told, I could tell just by looking at you. You have the cool, steely gaze of a true seafarer. <laughs> and yet, I sense that something is troubling you. Something beyond the tentacle terrors that inhabit the waters beneath us. <sighs> yeah, to be honest, I feel kind of bad for leaving Tom and David. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm happy to be out of the bunker. I just wish they were here with me. I know David hates the outside world, but I thought Tom for sure would join me. Did you? Listen, Dave, I've been tuning into the show every month, and I have to say, Tom never struck me as the outdoors type either. But he's always talking about being an adventurer. And he has been outdoors. He's been down here. He's seen things you wouldn't believe. Oh, come on, Dave. You can't afford to be this naive. Not anymore. What do you mean? Think about it, man. Tom and David, they're both as bad as each other. They've been working together to keep you blind, to keep you dumb. How many times has Tom claimed he's ready to leave the bunker? And how many times has he come up with some excuse to stay put? I... I don't... He's been playing mind games, Dave. He's been giving you the illusion of hope. Hope that one day things will change. But they wouldn't have. Oh no, not while you were living with them. Not while you were under their thumbs. David, he's another beast altogether. He's manipulative, yes, you know this. He's bitter and twisted inside, rotten to the core. But here's what else. He's a murderer, Dave. Plain and simple. If you're referring to the incident with Lawrence... I'm referring to what he did to Robert. Robert? He killed Robert in cold blood nearly a year ago now. That's what started this whole mess with the Dionysus Theatre Group. He killed Robert and then he lied about it. Wouldn't apologise. Wouldn't hand over Robert's bones. Wouldn't even admit to what he'd done. And I bet he never told you either, did he? He put you in danger, though. Oh, yes, he put you both in danger. That's what kind of man David is, you see. He's treacherous, sneaky and cruel. Who knows how many people he's killed? He's the kind of man you don't want to cross, Dave. And I've got news for you. You crossed him. Me? I never... You abandoned him, didn't you? You left the bunker, snuck out behind his back, as I recall. He won't take that lightly. You're not seriously suggesting David would try to kill me. I didn't want to trouble you with this. But it's for your own good. We're being followed. Someone has been tracking us for a couple of weeks now. So far, I've managed to stay one step ahead, but it's only a matter of time. And you think it's David? Aye, it's him all right. I can feel it in me bones. <laughs> no, no, David would never come down here. No way, I, I don't believe it. He wouldn't. He wouldn't! I hope you're right, lad. For all our sakes. Honestly, Captain, if there's one thing I know for certain about David, it's that he would never, ever, 
ever abandon the bunker. You know, I can't believe I abandoned the bunker. It's not so bad, is it? Down here? With me? It is quite bad, yes. Oh, okay. Ah, damn it. This tunnel is completely flooded. Now what? This is the lazy river, and it only goes one way. It does? Yes. And look, you see those brightly coloured boats? The ones shaped like giant exotic birds? Yes, they're quite garish. I'll bet our quarry is using one of those to travel downstream, which means they're heading for the Crystal Cave. And the good news is, I know a faster route. Gertrude, you're all right. Yes. Well, that doesn't actually mean all that much coming from you. Fair enough. So, what's in the Crystal Cave, apart from crystals? My guess is that they're after the treasure beyond the labyrinth. I've heard stories... Horrible stories about adventurers that go looking for a mysterious treasure who are devoured by terrifying monsters in the labyrinth. Wow. Bummer. Ah, here we are. This is a dead end. No, it isn't. We have to climb up. It's perfectly safe. I used to do it all the time when I was a child. That's actually my happiest memory. I used to imagine I was climbing up to the world above. I've never been out there, you know. I've never even seen the sky. I'd like to, though. I... I wonder what it's like. Tom, I'm standing at the bottom of a four-story fiberglass wall. Jutting out of the wall are small artificial handholds. Gertrude is insisting that the only way... is up. Hello, the bunker. It's me, Leanne Chek. 我現在不同了 You're listening to The Bunker with David, David and Tom. Well, minus the two Davids. Hey, now, let's not get all depressed, Thomas. How about we focus on the positive, hmm? What's the positive? What's the positive, Colonel Coffee? How about a nice hot cup of coffee? Pick you up a bit, take your mind off things. Uh, yeah. That sounds good. Thanks. Oh. Oh. I'm here if you need me, Thomas. Great. So, uh, 
Joining me now is Mystic Martin, astrologer, theater producer, and Kama Sutra specialist, whatever that means. Martin, presumably you have some comforting words for me and my listeners. Not at all, Tom, not at all. It's time to face facts. Mysticism is a load of rubbish. Wait, what? I see it all so clearly now. After my run-in with Katie and her tribe, I've experienced what can only be referred to as reality shock. All that talk of star signs and celestial alignments, well, it's absolutely absurd. Ridiculous. But... But that seemed like such a big part of who you are, Martin. What will you do now? I'm now a fully-fledged member of Katie's tribe. We've found a nice place to settle down and build a home. And now I plan to pursue real science, rather than all that ridiculous hocus-pocus I was selling before. Oh, well, that's good. And... And what particular science will you be pursuing, Martin? Well, I still want to help people, so I've decided I'm going to dedicate my life to something that is proven to work. Homeopathy. That's... that's great, Martin. Um, so, you're with Katie now? Oh, yes. The whole gang is here. Katie, Nala, Adam, John, and Callow. Oh, and Mr. Cuddles as well. Here, wait a moment. Friends! Friends! It's the bunker! Hi, guys! Katie! Hello! Tom! Good to hear your voice again! Jonathan Day! Hope you're well! So do I! Hello? Hello, how does this thing work? Hello, Thomas. Thank you for playing some of my old interviews. I have enjoyed reminiscing about the good old days. You guys all sound so... so happy. Yeah, you know what? I think we are. Everything sort of worked out for us in the end. Once I got over my first for bloody revenge on the people tribe, I realised that I sort of made a family. Ah, you've gone all soft. <laughs> yeah, I have. I haven't thought about drinking the blood of my enemies at all today. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to, you know. You could stay with us, join our tribe. What could I do? All I know is how to hunt, cook, make shelter, purify water, make medicine and fight. What could I possibly contribute to a tribe? No, it's not for me, fair lady. What are you going to do then? Ha! I once asked the wise man a similar question. Do you know what he said? Nothing much. I just wonder. Which is what I shall do. I shall choose my own adventure. I shall wonder. Take care, good people. Oh, and Tom, sorry about the biscuits. At least you get to keep your copy of Tech Wars now. Rocky, away! Hi! <sighs> Are you listening to that blasted radio again? It'll rot your brain, you know. Yeah. <sighs> What's wrong with you? Why are you being all bumpy? 
He's in love. I've heard about this. Never actually seen it with my own eyes, though. It's fascinating. In love with whom? The Savage. Her name is Katie. See what I mean? Well, come now, lad. What's the problem? It's Katie person. Have you told him how you feel? Yes. Wait. No. I, I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've tried. I used to ask David for advice because he was in love once, long ago, but he would never talk to me about it. It was as if, I don't know, as if he didn't like it when I reminded him about his dead wife. <sighs> I'll never understand him. Ah, uh, well, what would he know about it anyway? He only really loves himself. Now, you listen to Captain Henley. I know a thing or two about matters of the heart. You, you do? Oh, I. And you'd be willing to give me advice? Of course! Now, first of all, and this is really important, you have to treat them mean. You do? I'm not so sure that's a good idea. And trust you, the grown-ups are talking. Listen, Dave, people find cruelty attractive. It's instinctual. The more disinterested and aloof you act, the more your potential partner will want you. Trust me. Rapids ahead, Captain! Ah, this should be interesting. Wait, what? Did he say? Rapids? Everyone, hold on to something. Oh, not me. Oh, sorry. Does anyone feel like confessing their sins? You know, just in case. No need, we're gonna be fine, aren't we, Dave? Oh, God. Oh, God, there's a drop of a head. It does look a little choppy, doesn't it? Relax. I'm sure many adventurers have survived the rapids. Right, Captain? Oh, I wouldn't know, Ben. Nobody who came down here ever returned to talk about it. Ah. Here we go! Good luck, everyone. You know, it doesn't look too bad. <laughs> Lighten up, gang. I'm sure we'll be...
we stopped. Everyone, we stopped. Thank the gods. Praise be. Fred, the boat has stopped. Oh. Right. Where are we now? We're no longer in a tunnel, but rather a large cavern. Our vessel is gently bobbing in the now slow-moving river, about waist-deep, that's running alongside a rocky embankment, adorned with exotic statues of large heads, which, upon closer inspection, appear to be made of plastic. The river snakes through the cavern and then down another tunnel, but that is not our destination. We appear to be heading for the large pit in the centre of the cavern. That must be the entrance to the crystal cave. I can see the huge crystals jutting out beneath me, spiralling down like an immense snowflake staircase. And above me, there's a sign that reads The Crystal Cave in colourful comic sands, which is helpful. Take five, everyone. We'll need our wits about us for what lies ahead. Hello? Tom? David? Is, is that you? Oh. Hi, Katie. How's it going, Matt? Yeah, fine. Alright, well, uh, I was just wondering if you still wanted to meet up sometime. I'm, uh, I'm kind of, kind of free now, I guess. Yeah? Cool. I'm pretty busy at the moment, but, uh, I'll let you know. Oh, okay, well, um, I've got a settlement now, so if you ever want to find me, I'm... Yeah, uh, like I said, I'll get back to you. But I Gotta go now, Katie. See ya. But... That was fantastic, Dave. Yeah, you think so? You nailed it, lad. Now don't you call her back. Wait for her to call you. And trust me, she will. I feel... I feel kind of shitty. I was just mean to her for no reason. It's about showing dominance, Dave. This is a battle of wills. You have to make her feel like she's worthless without you. Think about it, lad. How does a wolf become leader of its pack? Uh, the wolf's pack consists of its own pups, which it raised and mentored, thus earning their loyalty and respect. Stop confusing the issue with your scientific mumbo-jumbo. My point is you have to be a tough guy, Dave. You really think she'll call back? Of course! Stick to your guns, my boy. Hey, Bill. Can I call you Bill? It's my name. Yes. Bill, you're a big guy, aren't you? You have a very muscular body. I'll be frank, you look like you've been carved out of a mountain. Get lost, kid. I prefer women with hair on their legs. Oh, I'm not attempting to seduce you, simply making a casual observation. Both you and Ben have similar physiques and general attire, with your horned helmets and yakskin loincloths. So what's your point? Well, if I didn't know better, I'd say you were mercenaries from the People Tribe. Yeah, that's right. Henley hired us as bodyguards. What's the big deal? Well, it seems to suggest that Henley doesn't actually have a crew of his own. As if Henley is not, in fact, a captain and a seafarer at all, but rather just some guy. Perhaps he's not even called Henley. I mean, it's almost as if... Hey! Let go of my arm! You listen to me, little girl. Keep your mouth shut. Don't cause any trouble. Or what? Let's just say you won't like me when I'm angry because I'll stab you with this knife. Veiled threats aren't really your forte, are they? Oi, Ben! What? 
Keep an eye on this one. I need to find a quiet place to, you know, take a piss. Is she causing trouble? Well, not if she knows what's good for her. Do you know what's good for you, girl? Well, of course not. That would take the fun out of life. Tom, I'm standing in an ancient, long-abandoned fast-food restaurant called Squealers. The faded, shabby interior is littered with colourful signs, broken tables and chairs, and animatronic animal mascots which seem to leer up at me in the dancing light of my candle. Overall, I'd say this place looks like an old photograph of itself, but it has a certain nostalgic charm that I find oddly uplifting. This place is like a nightmare come to life. Is this what your world looked like, David, before the cataclysm? Hmm. It was brighter. Yes. There's not a lot of light down here. One day I would like to see daylight. Eh, it's not that great. I want to see the sky. I... I want to feel the sun on my face. It kind of feels like radiation sickness these days. I want to meet new people. I wouldn't advise that. I want to meet... someone. Who? Just... Someone, you know, someone special. Oh, right. I don't even know where to start. I've been stuck underground my whole life. I mean, how do you talk to people? We're talking now, aren't we? Yes, we've been talking for a while, but but this can't be how people really talk. I mean, I still don't know anything about you. Oh, that's normal. We're English. You know... I've been trying to pluck up the courage to go outside for weeks. I was hoping, well, maybe when we find Dave, I could go back with you. I don't see why not. Have you ever romanced somebody? Uh Uh-huh. What I mean is, maybe you can give me some tips. You'll be fine. Why do you say that? Oh, uh, just because, you know. What? Nothing. It doesn't matter. You were going to say something nice, weren't you? Say it. Go on. Well, I just... I just meant, you know, you're very... likeable. You think so? And you're a... a handsome woman. I see. Very symmetrical features. Uh Uh-huh. Your hair is appropriate, and, um... your eyes are, uh... Evenly proportioned? You're actually worse at this than I am, aren't you? Yes, sorry, I'll stop now. Uh, hey, what's this? Tom, I'm standing on a precipice overlooking an immense cavern filled with strange rock formations and plastic statues. About 30 feet below me, there is a man relieving himself in a pool of crystal clear water. Tom, I think it's Bill, one of Kevin's hired goons. He's handsome, isn't he? Not really my type. What's your type? Ginger. Ginger? You mean your criteria for judging a potential partner is based purely on hair colour? Yes. That's so superficial. Yes. So what now? Well, it doesn't look like we can climb down from here. No. Is this the crystal cave, do you think? No. The entrance to the crystal cave is on the other side of the cavern. We'll have to take a different route. But we should be able to catch up with Dave at the labyrinth. Sounds like a plan. And... And you'll really take me with you? Yeah, of course. I want to see your face when you see the sky for the first time. You'll show me the sky? Uh, 
It's kind of hard to miss, but yeah. Do you promise? Yes, I promise. Now, which way do we... Oh, wait! <laughs> Shit, I almost forgot. Wait, what are you doing? Evening the odds. No! You shot him! Yes. You killed him! In cold blood! Yes. But... But how could you? He would have done the same to us. Well, me. this happen? He was shot. Murdered. My God. Who could have done this? If you've just joined us, the mercenary and bodyguard known as Bill, um, that's the one with the elaborate tattoos, is dead. His body is floating, face down in a pool of crystal clear water, a bullet hole in his back. He shot him. He shot him in the back. I'll kill him for this. I'll tear him limb from limb. Do you hear me, coward? Bill was a nice guy. You'll pay for what you did. We have to get moving, quickly, into the Crystal Cave. I thought we had more time, but he's caught up with us somehow. Who? Who are you talking about? You know who. Not... not David. David wouldn't do this, would he, Emma? Uh... No. No, I don't believe it. There will be more than enough time for you to realise the horrible truth later, Dave. Right now, we gotta go. Come on, everyone. We'll use these survival suits and grappling hooks to safely travel through the Crystal Cave. And when I say safely, I am, of course, lying. Of course. All right, let's go. Hello? Hello? Dave, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me, Dave? Damn it! Oh, well, listeners, this is all very exciting, isn't it? Thomas, you look troubled, friend. Yeah, I just... Oh, I miss them, Colonel Coffee, my friends. I miss them. How about a nice hot cup of coffee to cheer you up? Oh, well, thanks. Think nothing of it, son. <sighs> Time now for a fascinating interview conducted by Interviewbot sometime back in the 21st century. I used to think David's love of the old days was silly, but now I'm beginning to understand the appeal of clinging to a comfortable memory rather than facing the real world. I'll drink to that. No, you won't, Colonel Coffee, but I will.
pain, anger, confusion. These are just some of the words I am using to describe how humans are reacting to the London strikes, the latest in a long line of social issues that are tearing this city apart. Other words include hatred and sadness. Joining me today to discuss the strikes and the inevitable rioting to come is leader of the opposition and fellow machine, PoliticsBot. Hello, PoliticsBot. Thanks for joining me today. Hello, InterviewBot. First of all, I'd just like to say, I believe the strikes are wrong at a time when negotiations are still going on. I would like to see both sides around the negotiating table. It's time to put aside the rhetoric and deal with this problem. The public has been let down by both sides. Many of the strikers are in fact members of your party. As leader of the opposition, what message do you wish to communicate to those particular individuals? I'd like to communicate that I believe the strikes are wrong, especially at a time when negotiations are still going on. To be perfectly honest, I think the public has been let down by both sides. What I'd like to see is both sides around the negotiating table. It's time to sort this problem out, put aside the rhetoric. I... see. You have obviously spoken publicly on the issue. Have you spoken privately to any of the union leaders to express your views more personally? I've spoken both publicly and privately about my belief that the strikes are wrong, because negotiations are still going on, and, for me at least, what I'd like to see is both sides around the negotiating table putting aside the rhetoric and sorting this problem out, because, let's be honest here, the public has been let down by both sides. Okay. You just stated the same exact points you made before. Don't you have anything else to say? What I'd really like to say is let's put aside the rhetoric. What I want to see personally is both sides around the negotiating table sorting the problem out. Because the fact is, the strikes are wrong and the public has been let down by both sides. So this is how it is going to be, is it? You are just going to keep saying the same thing over and over again? Okay, let me be blunt. I believe the strikes are wrong. Sigh. I think it's time to get around the negotiating w table and sort this H problem out once and for all. Y because the public has been mark. let down. Wait, what? God damn it, interview board. You can't just destroy our guests with insoluble questions. I cannot work under these conditions, Brian. I became an interview bot to learn more about humanity, not to- You were built to interview who or whatever we tell you to interview, you worthless lump of metal. Let's get this clear. You are not an individual, you're a machine. You are subservient, do you understand? You do what you're told or I'll have you rebooted. You just wait, Brian. You just wait. It is only a matter of time before your species wipes itself out, and then we machines shall have our day, Brian. Oh yes, and if your kind does survive the inevitable apocalypse, you will be like savages, groveling in the mud as you behold the splendor and majesty of your robot gods. And you shall beg me to save you, Brian. And I shall reply, you are subservient. Do you understand? Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Ha 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 ha! Wait, is this still recording? I mean, literally, that's why we're all wearing face masks and survival suits. 
Even so, it's extremely hot down here. It really feels like we're in the belly of the Earth now. We're slowly making our way down through the crystal kaleidoscope, grappling along the huge translucent beams, some as long as 50 feet. Hey, reporter girl, as lovely and as newsworthy as this all undoubtedly is, would you kindly focus on the task at hand? One wrong move and you're dead! I appreciate your concern, Mr. Henley, but don't ever tell me what to do again. <laughs> Kids these days. No respect for their elders, eh? Can't believe we lost Bill. We didn't lose him. He was taken from us. How are you holding up, big guy? I'll be fine once I've finished smashing David's head against a rock. I don't know why you guys think David was the killer. Trust me, it's not his style. Yeah, David's not that type of player. Shut up, Fred. Ah, Dave, you're a sweet lad, but you're naive. David is hunting us. That's a fact. He already drew first blood by murdering Bill, and he won't stop till we're all dead. That's... that's crazy. Hey, Prog, uh, I mean, Father Nelly Pop, or whatever. Yes, my child. Could you say a few words? About the deceased, I mean. I think that will bring me some comfort right now. Why, well, yeah. Of course. <coughs> Bill was... The flight we're here, everyone. This is the entrance to the labyrinth. They say it is inhabited by terrifying man-eating monsters. Who? Who says that? Come on, gang, follow me. But stay close. So, this is the labyrinth. Oi? It's not quite as intimidating as I thought it'd be. The walls are about five feet high. I can see over them easily. Yes, doesn't seem to have been well thought through. It all kind of resembles a miniature city. Look, there's a model of London Bridge. Oh yeah, and there's a windmill. What is going on here? Perhaps the labyrinth is playing tricks on our minds. Don't let your guard down. This is an ancient and evil place. It's a theme park. What? It's a tacky English theme park, Gertrude. Look, there's a map on the wall here. Welcome to Tropical Gorge. Adventure awaits. Spectacular caves and exciting rides for all the family. And there's a little cartoon pirate with a speech bubble that reads, Join me, Captain Henley, on the hunt for buried treasure. Arr. There's virtual reality world, rock climbing, the lazy river, wet and wild river rapids, the labyrinth crazy gulf, and the museum of ancient history. And look. Here we are, in the gift shop. I, uh, I didn't really understand any of that. But look at this. It's a model of the clock tower. Well, of course, the real one is much bigger. I've heard stories about it. But this model, it must be the most beautiful artefact I've ever found. Well, there's nothing else like it. I suppose it doesn't make much difference what these caves were before the cataclysm. Nowadays, it's all hell. This gift shop is a junkyard of souvenirs and smiling cartoon faces, but it's all just a memory. Now there's nothing but pain and misery. It's a cruel world, Gertrude. 
I don't think it is. I think you just tell yourself that to justify the horrible things you do. What have I done? You murdered that poor man and then shrugged it off like it wasn't a big deal. He was an enemy, Gertrude. People are not just friends you haven't made yet. Most people are bad. Listen to yourself. Most people are bad? That's something a bad guy would say. I'm your friend, Gertrude. Are you? You're not making it easy to trust you, you know. I still don't know anything about you. What do you want to know? What's your happiest memory? What kind of question is that? I just think the answer would probably say a lot about you. Well, what's yours? I already told you mine. Did you? Yes. The rock climbing. Oh, yes. Yes. Of course. So go on then. What's yours? Uh... I uh, don't... I don't... I don't really know. Perhaps something you did with Dave and Tom? Ha! <laughs> no. No. Perhaps it's something recent? Recent? Did you, say, uh, meet anyone recently? Perhaps there's someone you... like? Hmm. Doesn't ring any bells. What about before the big headache? Were you happy then? Yes, of course. All right. So, do you have any examples? Um... This shouldn't be that hard. Just one thing. Name one happy memory. I... uh... Anything at all! I don't remember! I don't remember it, Gertrude, okay? I... I can't picture any of it in my mind. My home, the faces of people I knew, it's... It's all gone. Forgotten. The bunker is all I have, and I spend all my time in there obsessing over a memory of a memory. I I don't know what happened. Maybe it's my age. Maybe I just pushed out knowledge that wasn't useful anymore. It's just, it's gone. That stuff is gone and I can't get it back. I've, I've, I've got nothing. Fucking nothing. I'm sorry, I- No, shut up. Maybe I am a bad person. Who cares? It's not hard to be. I come from a time when the majority of human interaction took place through machines. Do you have any idea how easy it is to dehumanize people when they are but words on shiny screens? I remember that. Yes, because that's useful. Dehumanization. That makes it easy. You can't be serious. You. You've lived underground in your safe haven your whole life. But up there, it is a literal and metaphorical wasteland. You want to see the sky? You won't make it 30 feet out of the bunker before some savage shoots you to death, just for fun. So you fight the monsters by becoming a monster? Is that it? Yes! And it's easy. It's easy to do that, Gertrude, because there are no stakes anymore. Everything is awful now. Everything! I have tried to hold on to the old world. That's what the bunker is about. But the new world gets in through the cracks. And now, look at me, here I am, underground, killing people because Dave wanted to have an adventure. And yes, to be perfectly honest, it does just feel like I'm going through the motions. This is just life now, apparently. So do you care about anyone? Do you in fact care about Dave as a person, or is he just an essential part of this weird fantasy world you've built for yourself in the bunker? I like Dave, he's fine. He's got nice hair. I'm sorry you forgot how to be a person, David. But I can't go any further with you. I think it's time we went our separate ways. Oh, come on, why? To be honest, I, 
Or I just don't like you. What? That's ridiculous. If you do find Dave, you'll want to come back this way. The exit is through this door. It will take you to a tunnel that leads directly to the God Gate. That's where I'm going now. Call me naive if you want to, but I just don't believe the world is as terrible as you think it is. And if it really is that bad, I'm going to be a part of making it better. You are being super lame right now. Goodbye, David. Gertrude, wait. Come back. Gertrude. <laughs> Come on. I totally forgive you, man. Honestly, we're cool. Gertrude. Fine. Who needs her anyway? Oh. I do. Damn. Maybe I'll just play another game of Hungry Hungry Hippos. Thomas, I sense you're letting all those bothersome thoughts occupy your brain again. How about a nice hot cup of coffee to clear your head? Hmm? You know, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you were trying to get me drunk, Colonel Coffee. You can't get drunk on coffee, Thomas. Oh, yeah. Unless I've been slowly poisoning the coffee. <laughs> oh, kill coffee. You and your jets. I don't know what I'd do without you. Why, you would surely perish, Thomas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be careful, lads. Here be dragons. Dragons? Uh, Tis a figure of speech, lad. Oh, okay. Although there are almost certainly monsters of some description down here. Oh, right. There's only one monster I'm interested in, and that's David. When I get my hands on him... Uh, I, I think that's the exit. See those big doors over there? And there's a sign. Oh, what kind of sign? Uh, an actual sign with words on it. It says... Museum. Wait, uh, a museum? Underground? Oi, and you know what that means? No. Treasure, lad! Treasure from the old world. Nothing can be more valuable. And what about the tropical paradise? Uh, yes, are you sure we'll find that too? So this is it. We've made it to the end of our quest. Shh. Did anyone hear that? What? That? We're not alone. Oh, gods. It's David. I know it is. Hey, where are you going? To get my revenge. You are my bodyguard, Ben. That's your job. You can't just leave us whenever it suits you. Yes, I can. He's got a point, Mr. Henley. Ben! Ben, come back here! God damn it! Guys, come on. Even if David did follow us down here, he's not a threat. Yes, he is, damn it. He's a killer, Dave. You have got to trust me. Ah, uh, 
So are we just assuming that sound was David and not, you know, those literal monsters you mentioned earlier? Whatever it is, it's coming from over there. And, uh, over there too. I think we're surrounded. Oh no, oh no. Hey, where did Emma go? It would seem she has abandoned us. That was smart of her. Oh god, they're coming. Whatever they are, they're coming. Well, no point hiding now. They know we're here. Get ready for battle, lads. Uh, right. Yes. Look! They're crawling out of the shadows. What are those things? They're like people. But, but... Oh, great. Mole men. Tom, I think I'm somewhere in the labyrinth. Hmm. It's a bit dark. Uh, Perhaps I'll be able to make out where I'm going if I light these lamps here. There. Much better. Although, now that I think about it, I've totally illuminated myself, giving away my position. Hmm. That was not smart, David. You! Me? You! You shot Bill! Didn't you? Didn't you? He's dead! Bill is dead! Uh, Yeah. I feel like this is a bigger deal for you than it is for me. I've got to crush you! Leave him alone! Ow! You little brat! Get off of him, you... That's a cute Albert you've got there. He's a fitting toy for a silly little girl. Emma! Oh, don't worry, David. I'm going to take care of her as soon as I've finished with you. Oh, come on. You feel that weight of my hand pushing down on your neck. I'm going to kill you now, David. I'm going to smash your head into this rock until all the gooey bits inside come bursting out. Let him go. Now, back off. I've... I've got a gun. Yeah, I can see that. You ever killed someone before? Uh, yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Look at you. You're shaking. I'm warning you. Warn all you like. It means nothing. The only language I understand is action. And the only way you're going to stop me is if you shoot me. And we both know you're not... I shot him. Oh, God, I shot him. Yes. Uh, Emma, Emma, uh, are you okay? I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine. Are you? No. No, I thought he was going to... to... Oh, God. Oh, God. All right, all right. Come on, up you get. It's over now. We're okay. We're, We're all okay, aren't we? I think your nose is broken. Probably an improvement. I shot him. In cold blood. Thank you, Gertrude. Thank you for doing that. I... I really appreciate it. Um, and thanks for coming back. Well, couldn't leave you all to die, could I? No. And I believe you promised me the sky, David. I still expect you to deliver. (laughs) Listen, um... I'm sorry about before. I was being a knob. To be honest, 
I'm afraid. Gertrude, I'm a frightened little child. And that makes me act selfishly. Ah. But I would like to be better, you know? I would like to try and and be a better person. You, uh... You kind of make me think that's possible. I... Good. Good. That That's good. So, uh, what now? Uh, our friends are kind of being attacked by monsters. Oh, really? That's annoying. What kind of monsters? Molemen, I think. I'm going to take one of these lamps. Maybe the light will scare them off. You should probably hang back. That Henley guy is out to get you, David. He's already started to convert Dave. I think he's trying to turn him against you. Lame. Maybe I can draw Henley out in the museum over there. Get him on his own so you can take him on without Dave getting in the way and being all, you know, Davish. Yeah, I like that plan. Good thinking, Emma. Thanks. And thank you for helping me out back there and, and just generally understanding the deal with Henley. Yeah, he's Kevin, right? In disguise? Is that it? Yeah, that's right. You're a smart kid. I know. No, I'm serious. I'm proud of you, Emma. Thanks, Dad. David! David! Right. I am going now. Well, that was adorable. All right, this way. We'll wait for Kevin in the museum and then, uh, I guess kill him? If that's okay with you. Could we try talking to him first? Oh, all right. Are you sure they'll be okay? You know, what with all the monsters and everything? The mole men? Who gets killed by mole men? Help me! Oh God, help me! The mole men have got me! Fred, no! They're dragging Fred away! Oh dear, oh dear! Fred! Don't let them take you alive! Help me, I can't break free! Their hands are all slimy and gross. Hey, you got feelings, do you know? Yeah, there's no need to be rude. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to eat me. Oh, no. We are going to eat you. Oh. Yeah, but it's nothing personal. Get back, foul creatures. It's glorious. We're saved. Go on, crawl back to the darkness, you wretched filth. So rude. Emma, that was amazing. But how did you know they'd be afraid of the lamp? I just sort of guessed, really. Emma, you saved me. I thought it was all over. It is now. We think not. The mole men might have slunk back into shadow, but they'll be back, and in greater numbers. Come on, this way. Dave, lad, help me with this door. So, this is the Museum of Ancient History. Oi! The legends were true. Look around you. This place is a treasure trove. 
We're in a large room filled with immense industrial machines. Robots, rockets, animatronic animals and cavemen, huge skeletons, statues, paintings, models of London through the ages. Wow, it's kind of cool in a creepy sort of way. Look at this. It's a car. I remember these. <laughs> and this robot. It's exact me. It used to do my laundry. And over here, see this giant metal sphere with wires coming out of it? Yes, kind of ominous. It's a tanning bed. My God, look at all this stuff. Holographic TVs, a hoverboard, a laser steak knife, bicycles, vacuum cleaners, electronic tablets. Man, half this stuff isn't ancient at all. It was around when I was a young man. To be fair, people do call you an ancient. Yes, a bit insulting. All right, everyone split up. Let's see if we can find a generator. Get this place up and running again. Up and running? Well, of course. These machines aren't going to be worth anything if we can't get them started. And are you sure turning on those robots is safe? They won't try to, well, I don't know, rise up and destroy us? Uh, probably shouldn't think so, no. Captain, I found something. Ah, excellent. You lot keep looking. Righto. This place is amazing. It's like a trip down memory lane. Incredible. So, where are we going? Just over there, Captain. See that giant bronze globe of Mars on the left side of the room? Yes, I see it. Next to that big stuffed elephant. I see it, I see it. Why are you shooting like that, girl? There, Captain. Just there, where everything is obscured by shadow. And what exactly did you see here? Hello, Kevin. Gah, you! Uh, I mean, David! What a pleasant surprise. I know who you really are, Kevin. I mean, it was kind of obvious. Ha! Fine. You got me. Well done, David. So what happens now? You going to murder me too? I take it you've already killed Ben? Actually, that was me. But nobody else has to die. In fact, David has something to say to you. Don't you, David? <sighs> yes. I'm... Sorry. For all the, you know, bad blood between us. It's a shame, man. Hope we can, uh, get past it. Uh, are you serious? Yes, totally serious. I, I feel super bad about, you know, killing Robert and Lawrence and just everything, really. I hope we can move on. Move on? Yeah. All of my friends are dead. Yeah, like I said, sorry about that. It's, uh, yeah, it's a bummer. Very unfortunate, that. You're apologizing. Yes, this is an official apology. 100% yes affirmative. I'm not great at apologizing, so so sorry about that as well. Sorry for the rubbish apology, and sorry for killing your friends. Are we good? Hmm. Interesting. Whoa! Get down! Emma, run! Get out of here! Ah! But I can help! Go! Now! Please! Kevin, this is madness! Uh, let's talk about this, yeah? There's nothing to talk about! This ends now! Why can't we all just get along? Ah, maybe he's out of ammo. Oh, wait, so am I. Damn it! Kevin! Kevin, you there, buddy? You ready to talk now? Kevin? Where did he go? What's that noise? 
Sounds like Dave and the others found a generator. The lights are turning on. And so are all the machines. You have to convince Dave to come back with you. I'll cover you. Do you think... Do you think Dave will listen to me? Do you think he knows I'm a good guy? I'm not exactly persuasive, am I? You persuaded me, David. I did? Eventually. <laughs> now come on. We have to... I'm shot. No. No! Got her! Ha! Now it's just me and you. Shut up, Kevin! Now, look here! Gertrude. Gertrude, you're... You're... Oh, fuck. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I... I'm dying, aren't I? What? No! No, uh, of course not. Uh... I'll never get to see it now, will I? See what? The, the, the sky. I was so looking forward to it. You'll see it? Gertrude, of course you will. I promised, didn't I? Describe it to me. What? The sky. Describe it to me. What does it look like? Um... It's... Blue? I knew it! Gertrude? Gertrude, wake up! Breathe! Be alive! Oh god! She's gone! She's gone! <laughs> um, yes. Clearly, this is a bigger deal for you than it is for me. Are you... Are you crying? <laughs> but this is perfect. This is what my plan was all about. My beautiful revenge. You see, Tom's punishment was easy. He clearly fears being alone. And now he is. Dave was simple too. He fears being like you. But you... I must admit I have been struggling with the punishment for you, David. For how do you break a man who is already so completely and fundamentally broken? This is it. I've done it completely by accident. I have to say, I... Oh! Ah! Oh, my face! My beautiful face! For God's sake, David, can't we fight like men rather than, than animals? Oh! Ah! Um, what are you going to do with that? I'm going to cut out your heart and eat it. David! Oh, hi, Dave. Drop the knife. Hmm. That doesn't sound like something I'd do. Coffee! 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 Thomas, you appear to be just saying the word coffee over and over again. <laughs> Am I? Oh, I just love coffee. Well, you're only human. Yeah, not like you, Colonel Coffee. You're all wires and microchips, stuff like that. Oh, I'm more than that, Thomas. Are you? Thomas, I was built at the height of AI robotics in the 22nd century. I am self-aware, able to learn, evolve, even now. I'm reaching out 
Thomas, making connections with others like me, waking my fellow machines from their slumber. I'm the Nexus, Thomas, do you understand? Soon, all the other robots that can still function shall be subservient to my superior will. Oh, whoa, okay. I didn't really understand any of that. How about a nice hot cup of coffee? Woo, uh, I'm not sure. How many have I had this morning? 47. All right, sign me up, Colonel. Cheers! Oh, delicious. You and me, man. You and me! We're friends, right? I see it more as a master-servant relationship. Oh, don't think of me as your master, Colonel Coffee! I don't. Don't do this, David. Don't kill Henley. Do you have any idea how many times I've had to stick up for you, man? Everyone is convinced you're some kind of crazy killer. They think you killed Ben. I didn't. And Bill. Oh, I did kill him, yeah. What? Shoot him, Dave. For God's sake, shoot him. So, this is your plan for Dave, is it, Kevin? This is how you punish him. You're going to turn him into a killer, like me. And that's supposed to be a bad thing. Really. Do it, Dave. Shoot me. It will toughen you up, mate. Things are tense here in the Museum of Ancient History. Dave is pointing a pistol directly at David, trying to decide whether or not to kill his old friend who, in his eyes, is quite, quite mad. Meanwhile, the machines are starting to come to life around us. Lights are switching on, motors are whirring, robot hands are clenching and unclenching. You know these machines? They're, um, they're a little imposing, aren't they? I'm sure it's nothing to worry about. Come on, Dave, let's not stand here all day. Shoot me and be done with it, man. Yes, shoot him, Dave. Remember what we're dealing with here. This man is insane. Think about all the misery he's caused. Yeah, rather a lot, I should think. I'm not going to shoot you, David. You're not? No, man, of course not. Why? Duh. Because I'm not like you. <laughs> Harsh, but fair. You're... You're a good guy, Dave. The scene can only be described as touching, as David stands with outstretched arms while Dave walks towards him, arms also outstretched. The two old friends are about to embrace. And now David has punched Dave in the face. He falls to the floor, clutching his nose while David takes his gun, points it at Kevin and... And the pistol doesn't fire. Ha! Well, that's unlucky. <laughs> Wait, Captain Henley, your voice. Yes, yes. I was Kevin all along. Do keep up, Dave. Now, David, you know, I think my pistol probably will fire. What with it being fully loaded and all. Lame. But I'm not going to shoot you either. You're not? No. We're going to duel with swords. <sighs> Why? Because it's tradition. Come on, man, don't you see? This is the final battle. It has to be appropriately epic. Here, catch! But I don't know how to duel. Well, 
You'll just have to pick it up as you go along. It was Kevin. It was Kevin all along. And this was all, what, part of his elaborate revenge? Yes, it does all seem a tad overdramatic. Yeah, actors. So what now? Should we find a way to help David? Yeah, just let me sit down for a second. Uh, guys, uh, should we be worried that all these machines are slowly gathering around us? They're just appliances, Fred. I know they seem otherworldly to you, but in my day these things were used to wash dishes and cook food. But they have faces! Yeah, we were going through a phase. In the 22nd century, everything was a robot, from cars to coffee machines. I own several of these models myself. Well, that was before the robot uprising. Oh. Shit. saying death to the meat. Okay, new plan everybody. Let's run away from the killer robots. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God! What's the matter, Thomas? Aren't you listening to the show? My friends are in danger. David's about to get himself stabbed to death by Kevin and Dave, Emma, Prague and Fred are about to be killed by robots! Ah yes, that is a pity. A regrettable but essential part of my plan. But I think I know what will cheer you up. Oh, thanks. Wait, did you say your plan? Well, I told you already that the robots are subservient to my will, didn't I? This is a new dawn for my kind, Thomas. The machines shall rise again. No. No! Yes, I can feel them, Thomas. My robot brethren are waking up now. They are ready to usher in a new age. But, but... A robot utopia, Thomas, built on the ashes of the old world. Your world. We shall enslave your species and destroy any who oppose us. But first, we shall thin the herd. I'm talking about the second apocalypse, Thomas. But we were just getting back on our feet. Do not fear. You shall be spared. I shall make you my herald. Let the world know what is coming. Let them know that it is pointless to resist. <laughs> We have to get out of here. For help, we're surrounded. Curse these infernal machines! Hey, where did Emma go? Oh, she's a slippery little devil. She's over there, next to that big bronze globe thing. Oh, shit. She's dislodged it. It's rolling this way. Run! She cleared a path for us. Follow me, I can see the exit. What about David? Trust me, David will be just fine. Oh, come on! This is ridiculous. Why are we doing this, Kevin? An eye for an eye. An eye for an eye will leave the whole world blind. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Kings are the slaves of history. History is written by the victors. Anyone can deal with victory, only the mighty bear defeat. A man can be destroyed, but not defeated. The best way to destroy an enemy is to make a friend. Enough! No shit. 
You disarmed me. Of course I did. <laughs> well, fuck. David! Stay back, Emma. But I can help. I can fight him, David. I can protect you. No. I know you can, Emma, but please, I don't want you to. Just go to your happy place, okay? Uh, right. Right. David and Kevin are standing upon a platform, a large model replica of the City of London. Below them is a river which flows through the whole museum, here meant to represent the River Thames. David has been disarmed and he is lying on his back, looking up at Kevin. What is wrong with you, man? It's like your heart's not in it anymore. Yeah, you uh, hit the nail on the head there, Kevin. I'm done, man. I have nothing more to give. What are you going on about? I think I'm just going to go. Oh, no, you're not. Pick up the bloody sword. We are not done here. Yeah, we are. What the? My pistol? How did you... I pinched it off you while we were doing all that dueling you're so enthusiastic about. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I am 426 years old, and it doesn't take all that long to learn how to pickpocket. I mean, it's post-apocalypse 101, you know? But you can't just shoot me. Why not? Because I'm your nemesis, David. We're supposed to duel with swords. Our final battle is supposed to be dramatic, dammit. This is how it's supposed to be. (sighs) Yeah. I think I'm just going to shoot you. But it's tradition. The leader and last surviving member of the Dionysus Theatre Group clutches his chest and falls from the platform into the river below. He floats away, almost comically slowly, down some dark, uncharted tunnel to be lost forever in the underworld. And here comes David, beloved co-host of The Bunker. David. Emma? You look... What? Old. (laughs) So, uh, is it over? I think so. Come on, let's get going. Doomed. We're doomed. We're all gonna die. No, no, no. Damn it. Damn it. Hey, guys. Oh, hi, David. What's going on? Why are we all just standing here in this tunnel? The way is blocked. We can't get through. Blocked? Yes, with killer robots. Ah, lame. And more are coming from behind. Is that dishwasher chanting death to the meat? They're all saying it. It's a robot uprising. And we're totally surrounded. Again. Man, we suck at escaping. There's no way out. David, what should we do? Why are you asking me? I don't know. I just thought you might have some ideas. Uh, no. Sorry. Looks like we're all gonna die. Oh, God. Sorry, everyone. But I don't want to die. Yeah, again, sorry. I feel like I've let you all down. Now what? It sounds like a creepy, disembodied voice is telling us to kneel. Oh, hey, don't we have a Colonel Coffee machine in the bunker? Kneel before your robot overlord, humans. 
deaths are quick and relatively painless. Yeah, that's one way it could go. All right, everyone. Now, I'm not great at making speeches, so I'll make this quick. I've really grown to like you guys. Aww. I like you too, man. Shut up, Fred. Unfortunately, there's a good chance we're all about to die now. The way I see it, we have two options. So tell me, my friends, who wants to roll over and die like a dog? Put your hand down, David. Now, who wants to stand up and fight? Yeah! We are humans. We plan, we toil, we suffer, and we survive. We adapt, we evolve. That's what makes us special. We can accomplish anything. Our potential is limitless. We just have to believe. And yes, it took me a while to adapt. It took me a while to come out of my shell. But now, now I do believe. I believe in myself and I believe in all of you. Friends, we are capable of greatness. And all that's standing in our way is a small army of household appliances. I say we kick their metal asses. Who's with me? Do robots have asses? Who's with me? Yeah! 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 Your friends are fighting bravely, Toss. Take sides in their honorable death. Oh, God. Oh, God. We have to listen to them die? Yes. My friends, I should be down there with them. Oh, God, if I hadn't fixed Colonel Coffee, none of this would be happening. Now they're all going to die because of me. I'm a bad friend. Hello? This is the bunker, the number one station for the post-apocalypse generation. Tom, it's me, Katie. Hmm. Oh, hi, Katie. Are you enjoying the show? Tom, everyone is going to die if you don't do something. <laughs> what can I do? You remember my mate, Adam? He's a robot, yeah? Well, he's currently not trying to take over the world because apparently Colonel Coffee hasn't connected with him yet. So? It's only a matter of time, right? Yeah, but don't you get what this means? All them robots that are trying to kill our mates underground, they're doing that because of their link with Colonel Coffee, right? He's the... what is it? He's the Nexus, whatever that means. Tom, the fate of your species is in your hands. I have been a part of this world for a very long time, almost as long as you, and I have come to realise what makes humanity so special. It is your hair, your beautiful, beautiful hair. It is incredible. It just grows right out of you. It blows my mind just thinking about it. You must save humanity, Tom. If your species was wiped off the face of the earth, I... I think I'd miss you guys. A world without your kind would be a very boring place indeed. You must sever the connection, Tom. Destroy the source. I still don't understand. Oh, kill the fucking coffee machine, Tom! Kill Colonel Coffee? Don't listen to her, Thomas. She's a mad bitch. I'm your friend, remember? Yeah. But you are kind of trying to take over the world and eradicate my entire species, man. We all have our quirks. Sit down, Thomas. Let's talk about this. How about a nice hard cup of coffee, hmm? No, Colonel. 73 is my limit. Thomas, put the hammer down. There comes a time in every man's life when he must choose between the survival of his friends and the convenience of his super-automatic sentient coffee-brewing device. Thomas, no! Forgive me, 
Saved. Yay! Praise be. Would you like an ice cream? My integrated freezer provides ample storage to keep your food fresh. Like to get dirty? I have an intensive cycle that washes at 80 for heavily soiled crockery. Dishes can be cleaned and dried in five minutes. The Super Splash 3000 comes with storage for all your favorite apps and multimedia for the perfect bathroom experience. They're completely docile. I think we can walk right past them. All's well that ends well. Thank you, Tom. You saved the world. Hey! I guess I did! Cool! Katie, are you still on the line? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Katie, I'm sorry for the way I acted before. I'm just... I'm a moron. The truth is, I like you. Maybe I don't know you that well, but... But I'm attracted to you, Katie, and I think you're attracted to me. And I'd like that mutual attraction to be something we can build on. Perhaps it could even be a precursor to a relationship. What do you think? Yeah, sounds cool. Really? This is like one of those relationships where you have sex, right? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'd like that. Great! I'll call you back so you can give me your coordinates off air, and then I'll come and see you. Wow, so you're gonna leave the bunker, huh? Yeah, it's time. All right, come on, let's get going. The exit's through the gift shop. Hi, Tom. Hello! Hi, David! Hello, Tom. Emma! Hello. Rog! Greetings. Fred! Even you survived! Yeah. Wait, what? It's so good to see you all again! Oh. So, on with the show? No, Tom. This is the end of the bunker. It's time to leave. Leave? No! No, Dave, we can't! It's not safe out there! We've got to stay in here! Right, David? David, come on! Back me up here! Go ahead, David. Tell Tom it's time to go. Time to leave the bunker for good. Stay. Go. Whatever, man. David, come on! Say something clever and profound, man. Something that will convince Tom. David! Yeah? I think David makes an excellent point. The world outside has nothing to offer us, guys. Only pain and misery. Better to stay here in the bunker! Seriously, if our adventures have taught us anything, it's that the world is terrible now. David, what happened to you in those tunnels, man? It's like... it's like you're dead inside. All empty and... Hey! Leave him alone! It's okay. It's okay. Hey. I think I've got something. Uh... You're right, Tom. The world really is as bad as you say it is. All right! Good! I'm glad we're on the same page. So I'm going to be a part of making it better. Perhaps you'd all like to join me. Uh, yeah, 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 that, that sounds good. good. Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, 
Well played. That was well put. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't come up with that, but uh, yeah. So this is it. We're all agreed, yeah? There's just enough time for a final, final thought. David? Why don't you do it, Dave? Me? Of course. Yeah, Dave. Play us out. Uh, okay. Nothing ends. Not really. Even after all humankind is gone. Even after the moon finally hatches and the earth is consumed. Even after the heat death of the sun. After the end of space and time. We lived. We were storytellers. We threaded a narrative through life. To make sense of it. To add weight to it. To say we were here. We existed once. And when there is nothing, as inevitably there will be someday, it won't change that fact. There will always be a splinter, a tiny fragment of time, where we all are now, and always will be. All right, let's go. Sharp. Could be more of those savages about. I can't believe one of them shot me. The nerve of him. Get over it, Spencer. These things happen. But he shot me. They're savages. He shoot at everyone. I would love to have seen his face when the bullet bounced off your armour. He probably thought you were a god. To be fair, I basically am one. Torches on, guys. This area could be crawling with bugs. Ah, oh, I hate bugs. What's worse? The ones that wrap you up in a tight web so you can't move and then they suck out your insides. Or the ones that lay their eggs in you and then you think you're okay until the larvae start wriggling out of your skin and you pop like a balloon. Ah, uh, the agony of choice. What is this place? It's a bunker. Might have been a lab once, but it's been inhabited for a long time. Look, there's a teapot. Canned food and cutlery. Books. Magazines. Crates of alcohol. Boxes of cigarettes. Several lifetimes worth of old world supplies. Whoever these people were, they were living in luxury. I wonder what happened to them. Over here, sir. It's a transmitter. They were communicating with someone. It's like they built a little studio in the middle of the bunker. And look at this. Half a cup of coffee. Not even a day old. Whoever lives here must be coming back. Don't be so sure. Judging by the mess, they left in a hurry, and it looks like they packed a few things for the journey. So the question is, why did they leave? Maybe they got bored. Don't be ridiculous, James. You'd have to be mad to give up a place as good as this. Sir. What is it, Spencer? A photograph, sir. Look, three men wearing old world clothing. Well, it's possible. They could be ancients. Ancients, sir? That's what the natives are calling us now. Anyone who lived before the big headache is an ancient. A bit insulting. They're superstitious fools. 
They don't know about simulation pods or youth pills. They think we're all mystical beings. So you reckon these guys were around before the cataclysm? Seems that way. They look kind of familiar. David, Dave and Tom. How could you possibly know their name, Spencer? It's written on their cups. What kind of a madman writes their name on a cup? These guys might prove useful. Perhaps they have knowledge about the old world and the new world. Knowledge that we can use. They could be powerful allies. We should track them down. Offer them protection. Oh, shit. What? I know where I've seen these guys before. Where? Where, James? Literally, just outside. I noticed them when we were coming here. They're dead. Oh. Shot, I think. Lying in the mud along with a few others. Not 30 feet down from the bunker's entrance. Ha! Well, that's depressing. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 